All right, Section YY8 podcast coming to you. My God, Harbin, I can't believe it. It's finally here. You could look at it as one versus one, one versus two, one versus three, whatever you want to call it. This is the biggest game of our lives this weekend. Coming up, Tennessee, Georgia, between the hedges. I just – I can't wrap my mind around it. It's finally here, but uh, we're going to get into it this week on this week's show – but I wanted to start by calling out Gavin. Mm. We just boat race Kentucky. Mm. I mean, boat race, is that the right word to use? Mm. Probably. Yeah. Boat race yeah. Kentucky. We sent them back to the mines. Yes. And Gavin can't make it to the show tonight. Gavin is in the mines. Is Gavin, Gavin in the, the mines? Wildcat. Is Gavin, has he taken a second job and gone to the mines? I saw him buy a headlamp on Monday. Sad. <laughs> sad. So sad. He uh, he picked up his shovel and went back to the mines. Well, good for him. Um, so we've got Harb with us tonight. Day Day Vol, Big Montana. <clears throat> um, Harb and Big Montana were at the tailgate this weekend. It got rowdy. We did not see Day Day because... Big Montana and myself got a late invite up to the skybox. Sorry, Day Day. Sad. It's sad. It actually was sad for us. Yeah. You didn't get to experience all the cool things in South Stadium. It's okay. Tremendous time. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, We could hear the crowd. It wasn't smooth with the guy that tried to bury the program. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Big Montana met Gavin's idol, Philip Fulmer. Right. I'll put the picture here in the podcast. He posted it on uh, Twitter. And, we bonded over uh, talking about the buffet. What What else did you did you talk to him about while you were up there? I saw you like you all were in the corner having a conversation, yeah. whispering. So, there's still some details to be worked out. Um, he had heard about YYA podcasts um, through you know different donors, um, Big Thunder. Apparently, had heard about the podcast. I got to um, get him a sticker. Yeah. I told him we had stickers made, maybe some koozies. I heard something mentioned about a hat. He's interested. So, he basically told me to have his people call my people, and we would talk about getting him on the show. So, okay. If, but I, I warned him, I said, listen, we got, you know, a guy on the show who's not a big fan of yours. Like, I said, he's like 21 years old. He's never seen, like, you know, Tennessee be good before until now. And he just didn't understand like the term, you know, your daddy's balls. Like he didn't understand, he didn't understand the term. And he said that was fine that he would just rub his national championship ring while Gavin was talking. So Ooh. apparently it's like a nervous tick thing. He has, he rubs Ooh. that diamond. We'll, we'll uh, keep working on that. Have your people talk to his people and we'll, we'll get him on here and we'll make yeah. sure Gavin's on here. Yes. Gavin can behave. Yeah, Gavin, he'll he he'll be he'll be one of those that he talks a big game, but you know when he when Fulmer gets he, on here, he'll back off. He'll bend the knee for sure. He'll bend the knee, yes. <laughs> to the king of king of the north. All right, king of the just, north got his head chopped off. Just that boy. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, YY eight stickers came in at four thirty on Saturday, a couple hours after uh, we left the uh, studios here so if you want a sticker before we get going if you want a sticker let us know uh, i'll mail it to you i've already got a couple blake shelton eric arnold uh, they're on their way to you uh, who knows when you'll get them the postal service stinks but uh they're on their way and uh yy8 refugee was there saturday chris from uh, our set a row in front of us a couple seats down but uh uh, he was there Saturday, so I'm going to get him and his guys 
some stickers as well. So we got plenty. I'll get you guys some too. And uh wish they were in on uh Saturday, but it'll be fine. But uh Chris yeah. uh Chris put a hurting on the uh whiskey on Saturday. That's oh, probably did he? <laughs> yeah he rolls up like he rolls up five deep with his crew and apparently they're, they're like on a little boys trip and uh, he goes hey man you got any whiskey and I said do I have any whiskey so we set them up and uh they between the five of them, they drank about half a bottle, half a fifth so, in like 30 minutes. So I wasn't totally sure who YY8 Refugee was on Twitter. I kind of thought it was Chris because I didn't know who else it could have been that would have known us. And they kept sending me messages, uh, DMs like, hey, I want to come over Saturday. And I'm like, God, this has got to be Chris. But I wasn't totally sure. But I didn't want to ask and look like an idiot. So... Uh, he shows up Saturday, and I just yelled out, "Why, why eight refugee?" And he's like, "Hey, man, it was him." So I kind of <laughs> thought it was, but uh, yeah. yeah, Chris, good guy. Uh, we always had good times over there in Section YY eight, or up in Section YY eight. So uh, uh, hopefully, he can come back to some more games and hang out with us because we're there every week. C eight uh, posted the picture. We had I think like forty something people show up, maybe forty five. Um, Man, the Vols are bringing people out, guys. Everybody wants to be a part of this right now. It's crazy. Remember a few years ago bowling when sometimes it was just me and you and a couple others? Yeah. And now, yeah, and now look at it. It was the COVID year, but I, I agree. Well, I mean, yeah. even before that, we only had a handful. Oh, and yeah. now we've got so many there, they're having to call the fire marshal in. Yep. And uh, they keep telling us to stay in our spot. I said, look, honey, like, you know. Everybody you pays can't. taxes here. This is this is you know public property, like you know move it down the um, road. We're just standing here talking. Also, uh, celebrities came by the tailgate. Trey Smith, Chiefs offensive lineman, yeah. and uh, Lee Greenwood came by the tailgate. Unbelievable. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. <laughs> you missed it. He, would, he wouldn't sing though. He didn't want to. Didn't want well, to I almost um, actually came by, but then I was like, I can't mess with the mojo. Just in case. Yeah, I respect that. I, respect I got up that. there earlier than I thought I would. All right. Day Day's in a hurry tonight. Uh, he's got a show to watch with his wife, so we're going we're going to get this thing rolling here. I'm going to start start. We're going to do a little roundtable here. Um, Tennessee just blast Kentucky. Sent them back to the mines, forty four to six. Harbin, I'm going to start with you because you haven't said much so far. Tell us what you think. What's what what's going through your mind as Tennessee destroys Kentucky? And now we're looking ahead at one of the biggest games in program history in recent memory. Start off with this. Um, I actually called Coach A yesterday, uh, for those of you that know who Coach A is. And I asked him, I said, Tom, I said, I could have swore that Kentucky's quarterback was supposed to be a top five pick. I said, was he hurt? Did he not get to play on Saturday? Is that what happened here? Uh, it's a tough look for everybody at St. Willis' top five pick and or that our secondary is trash because one of those cannot be true after Saturday. So, uh, total annihilation. Uh, on a serious note, it's the best the defense has looked all year. Um, and then we're going down to Athens on Saturday. And it's like you said, it's Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. It's everything. It's the biggest regular season game that I can remember, Tennessee or not Tennessee. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really, really good. Yeah. Um, I never thought of it that way. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant at the Silverdome. Exactly what Man, it is. I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, we are Hulk Hogan scoop slamming Andre the Giant um day day we didn't get to see you saturday uh you were in z11 i don't know if anybody z11. ever showed up to sit next to you nope. um but my tickets were used but i think alone. they went to the uh, student section instead so um there. so i gave you a little leg room yeah leg room a little so. space my nephew ended up showing up instead of my dad it was funny oh nice so, well what, what do you think surprise um, he just obliterated Kentucky. I'm coming up with all kinds of pronouns I think here. It's what we expected. Everybody called for a blowout. I thought Kentucky might score a few more points, but you know, we absolutely dominated. Wasn't 
a huge surprise that we dominated them. We were better in everywhere, honestly. They cried and whined, blah, 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 Kentucky's usual thing. But my favorite part is when the Kentucky fans started chirping at the basketball team when they came out there, and the basketball team caught it out of the corner of their eye, and they just walk on over, give them that little that was, clap, clap, clap. That was my favorite part of the whole game. I mean, I know so we were awesome. there for football, but that right there, they were just – you could just tell. Basketball is all Kentucky cares about. No matter what they say about football, all they care about is basketball. It ate them up that they had that trophy in front of them. That was so awesome. We could see it from up there in the skybox. And I think I yelled out, I said, look, the basketball team's walking over in front of the Kentucky section. I don't remember who was sitting around me. Uh, but, yeah, that was so awesome when they were – Eurosh was holding up that trophy right in front of him. <laughs> God, God, just like I love it. I hate Kentucky. I can't stand them. Big Montana, you were up there with me. What do you think? Uh, uh, it was uh, total dominance. Uh, we needed one touchdown the extra point to win the game. Um, I'm so glad the game turned out like it did. I would have rather beat Kentucky 21 to 6 than 64 to 35 because our defense absolutely shut them down after hearing all week about a top draft pick quarterback was going to pick them apart and our corners and safeties and the entire defense. Uh, three interceptions. I think they rushed for under 50 yards, and then their passing was under 100. Uh, they got shut down by the 131st whatever defense in the country, 130th whatever it was. I'm tired of hearing about it. Um, on to Georgia. I have different feelings about this game. I don't think it's the biggest game that UT's been in. I mean, everybody's playing it up. I think the Alabama game was actually – to a bigger game than this. Um, I think all the pressure's on Georgia. Uh, I think Tennessee loses this game. They still have a chance to make the playoffs just because of the resume. Um, if Georgia loses, I think they're out. Uh, they don't have a strong enough schedule. Um, that Oregon win is not going to hold a candle in the wind to everybody else. Um, you know, I think we should go down there and play play football. Um, I don't – Real football. Uh, yeah, real, real football. Yes. I, love, I loved Hopple's little video that, you know, he said it. Um, man, like, I haven't watched much Georgia this year. I, I don't see anybody but Ohio State matching points with Tennessee right now. I really don't. Um, you know, as long as Hooker doesn't do anything, you know, doesn't make any major mistakes and we don't fumble the football on a handoff and stuff like that. I think Tennessee is going to be in it at the end of the game, and I think we're going to have a great chance to win. Yeah, they got a limit. They can't turn the football over and no. give Georgia easy stuff. Um, I will I say reading. one more thing. Yeah, go one ahead. More. I did think that our offense, it was a C game. They left yeah. a lot on the field. And like you said, getting to see the defense dominate was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, our defense dropped at least two picks. From what I remember in the game, we dropped a surefire pick six. He could have cartwheeled in the end zone. <laughs> McCullough couldn't catch the one because his hands broke. You know, right, right. Hey, there you go. Yeah. yeah, defense played lots out, man. It was awesome. It was awesome to see. I yeah. just, I just want us to quit worrying about playing Kentucky in any sport. Like it's over with. You know. They can't beat us in anything anymore. Why worry? Every year we get so worked up. Well, you know, that they might come in here and steal one. Blah, 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 blah. National media, you know, all these guys saying, this is upset weekend. No, it's not, boys. We were dog shit. We beat the hell out of them. Guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's no difference between Kentucky and Vanderbilt. I promise you there's not. There's Somebody not when it comes to playing UT. Thomas Reigns, I was texting him and Patrick on Sunday – and Thomas said, I can't believe I got worried about them. And I said, I was never worried about them. You know why? Because when I look at Vanderbilt and Kentucky, there's no difference in football. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was just looking at the uh, stats here. Hendon Hooker, 19-25, three TDs, 245. I thought he missed some guys that were open. Uh, like yeah. they, they said, I mean, they still were 
pretty good offensively, but I don't think they played their best game of the year offensively, but they didn't need to because the defense was so dang good. That defensive line was constantly in the backfield, and I don't think the receivers for Kentucky are very good, which helped Tennessee's defensive backs. But Tennessee, I mean, those guys weren't ever open, and some of the passes they caught, they were covered pretty well. So just a great, great game. I don't think it was on the receivers. I think it was on the quarterback. It was on the quarterback because he was getting rushed every play, and he started throwing it up. Yep, he was praying. Yep. He's going to get an NFL GM fired. (laughs) Which one one do you think? Cleveland? No, I I don't know. I'm praying to God it's not Detroit because I want to see them be good, but that just seems like a Detroit move. Yeah, I can see that because they don't have a quarterback, so – um, well, well, uh, can you imagine being from the state of Kentucky? <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up because I got almost ran out of the box for that Saturday night. <laughs> I did in, in that guy's defense. I said that a hundred times, asking, but I was just asking. A, <laughs> I was just asking a question. No one would answer me. Can you imagine being times. from? Can you imagine being from Kentucky? And did he, he turns. They start saying. Corbin, uh, Harlan, what else did you – Pikeville, can you imagine <laughs> London? God, he said these God-forsaken places. I threw, London, I threw London in there. I think. How, how much, uh, you know, liquid courage had he had at this he point? Had, he had a couple of uh, ice cream sandwiches, but he was fine. Uh, but well, I, was sitting, I was sitting behind – I'll tell you. He said, well, I was sitting, I'm I was sitting behind him on a bar stool. <laughs> Watching the game with Aunt Melody, and uh, the guy in front of him was a brother, brother-in-law to Something another, like that. another doctor in the box. And this was like the seventy-eighth time that he said, "Who can you imagine being from Kentucky? That God-forsaken, just awful." place like it's it's hell on earth and the guy finally i didn't say that the guy turns around and (laughs) says what's it to you (laughs) (laughs) then nathan goes are you from kentucky he goes my wife is and she the the wife was just looking forward and and he he said i've had enough i've heard enough (laughs) i said i said buddy i'm just joking around calm down he said i'm tired of hearing it so i got up and left I was I was about to say, hey man, he's just aggravating me. I'm from Kentucky, and I was gonna spit <laughs> snuff in the floor just to prove it. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, uh, it did it didn't go that far. But uh, it, it was it was a very tense moment. <laughs> uh, I got up and went out into the uh, lobby, got another hot dog, which fantastic, by the way. They are good. Um, and my uncle was out there, and I was ranting to him, and you know we. It got we calmed it. I just needed to get away before something bad happened. Let them stay in there and let them whine about being from Kentucky. Like I don't have anything against people from Kentucky. I know people from Kentucky. It's part of the um, fun of the sport and but poke it. We're other. having fun, man. I'm just joking around. I mean, people that know me, nobody takes me serious. I mean, seriously, nobody takes me serious about anything. So get over it. Grow up. And I can't imagine being from Kentucky. Ah. <laughs> Like the thing, about, the thing about it is, and like some people, like in Tennessee, get worked up about us saying back to the mines. Um, guys, I'm from Mascot. Like the term mascot is the mining and smelting company of Tennessee. Like that's all we got under our feet. That like yeah. my property borders a mine. Like I get it. It's a joke. It's not serious. Like you know, this sitting church. You know, calm down. But seriously, they they went back to the mines. They Did went you back see, to the mines. I know Harbin. <laughs> I think Harbin sent it to me. Uh, the but October seriously. Sky, Jake Gillenhall going back in. He's like looking up. He's going back down. Or somebody, maybe it was Gavin sent it to me. He's like Kentucky fans on Sunday, and they're going back down into the earth. <laughs> um, so uh, I found this article on oh shoot, Atlanta Journal Constitution. They're probably fake news media, but. Um, they're talking about Tennessee Georgia game, and there uh, there's a Bulldogs radio announcer Jeff Dantzler says this is this one's right up there with the biggest of them, right up at the top. 
I mean, when you say Georgia's the top-ranked, undefeated, reigning national champions, that's pretty darn special as it is. And to have an undefeated Tennessee team coming in, I think everybody thought they would be pretty good. But right now they look like the 2019 LSU team. They're incredible. I feel like the hype for this game is justified. Um, I mean, it's only – I think it's the first one-two game since LSU-Bama a few years ago. Right. And there's only been – this is only like the 53rd time in the regular season of AP one versus two have met up. And you could say it's a – you could say, like I said earlier, it's a one versus one because Tennessee's number one in the college football playoff poll mm -hmm. for this week and Georgia's number one in the AP poll. So, something's got to give this weekend. Right. What do you think, Harbin? Maybe I'm crazy, but I feel pretty good. I really do. I feel I'm so confident about it. I really, I, I think Tennessee has a great chance of winning this game. I think, if, I think if I honestly think that we're going to handle them, to be honest with you, I just don't want people to be upset if we don't because what we've done so far has been absolutely insane. Um, these guys are the defending national champions, and I go into every game thinking we're going to win. I mean, that's just how it is. Like, if you don't think that, don't go to the game. Um, but, you know, if we don't, like, we've got everything in front of us still. It doesn't matter, you know, big whoop. The only thing that bothers me about us losing this game, and you all tell me if I'm wrong about this, say we lose, say we lose which I, I think we got a really good shot at winning, but say we lose. So then you're hoping that some other teams lose. So right now you got TCU, Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State, and, and Georgia still undefeated. So kind of take Georgia out because they're not going to lose and not get to Atlanta. Um, we got to hope TCU loses. We got to hope, well, one of the Michigan or Ohio State's going to lose if they're undefeated. I don't see Clemson losing unless they can lose to like a Notre Dame or whoever they play in the ACC title game, which could happen, but. We're going to need some help. I mean, I don't think it's a given that, you know, these undefeated teams would be behind us if we're a one seed. Am, am I wrong on that? I think they'd keep us ahead of TCU. If they if they have Bama ahead of TCU, I think they keep Tennessee ahead of TCU. I just yeah. don't think that we would fall that far from one to five if we lost to Georgia, who is the two or three, whatever. I don't think they would kill Tennessee that much. Now, what if Georgia beats be us by two scores? The problem would be if Bama and Georgia met in the SEC title game and Bama won. Yeah, then we're done. We're I don't think they would keep yeah. Bama, Georgia, and Tennessee in the in, in the uh, playoff. <laughs> but like I said, I don't want I don't want people to get. I mean, we're we, we're talking about winning eight games this year. Beat Bama. Bama was my national championship. I don't really. I do care what happens the rest of the way, but I am tickled to death. <laughs> I'm looking at TCU's schedule here. They beat Colorado to start the year. Yeah, uh, then they the then strongest. they beat then they beat John Tarleton. <laughs> but Day Day don't know what I'm talking about. There's John Tarleton <laughs> Park in Knoxville. It looks like they beat somebody called Tarleton, um, 59-17. They've beat SMU, Oklahoma. At the time they were ranked, they're not good. Uh, Kansas. They beat them. They beat Oklahoma State in two overtimes. And then last week, they beat Kansas State. So, they've got West Virginia, Texas Tech. No, they beat Tech. West Virginia. Oh, I'm sorry. They beat West Virginia. I didn't see that. Kansas State blew somebody out. So, Oklahoma they've got Oklahoma Texas State. Tech, Texas, Baylor, a hardly newer, there, and Iowa State left. There's a loss there. They'll lose one of those. <clears throat> Probably. Um. I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm, I don't want to say we're playing with house money because I think that, you know, this team isn't built like that. But, man, I'm, I'm so proud of these guys. Like, they have really – I mean, nobody expected this. You know, I said 10-2 and two or whatever, but I didn't think we were going to beat Bam. I didn't think we were going to beat Georgia. I didn't think we were going to have a chance in either game. So – Boys, boys, let me tell you something. I'm, norm, I'm normally pretty conservative on the on this pod right here uh, in my predictions and whatnot. But do you trust Stetson Bennon to score 40 points? Nope. I don't. I don't. That's my thing. 
when in this like 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 we are the better football team. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. We are the best team in college football right now. Mm. Love it. There it is. Love it. We're gonna march in there, get in between the ugly ass hedges, and beat their ass. <laughs> Talk to me and give me two I, points. I love it because I'm telling you, right? We were talking. I think it was Chad Grubb. He said sometimes he can sense the. Uh, I guess he wanted to call it the fear in Tennessee fans because we. It's kind of like sometimes we look at games like, like Big Montana was talking about, and we should ever should never look at Kentucky like this. Like, oh, I hope, I hope we can win. They might come in here and beat us, and uh, we don't need to act like that. I know it's been a long time since we've been there, but we need to look at this game like, guys, we're really good. Have you seen mm-hmm. us play? Yeah. I mean, yeah. good grief. I mean, I'm going down there to win on Saturday, and I'm not going down there to take any crap. You talked about Melody earlier. I'm going to the game with Melody. That could you name a worse combo to go to a game? Nathan Neese and Melody. Somebody's going to jail. Somebody might get in a fight. I don't know which one of us it'll be. But I'm telling you, like I was thinking about it today at lunch, like, and I started getting like jittery thinking about this game this weekend. This is like taking me back to these big games of the past that I went to. Like I'm in big game mode right now. I can't stop thinking about it. Mm. Love it. We are the needle. I'll tell you what. I one of the one of the uh, scariest moments of my life was with Melody in a in a Waffle House in South Carolina. We were the uh, we were in there with another couple, and we were eating breakfast, and she got mouthy with a group of people. Dude, Melody, no way. Yes, yes, and um, I was in there, and I wasn't I wasn't holding the piece. And I thought I was going to need one to get out of there. It was pretty rough. Yeah, I, I wasn't at that Waffle House. I was back no. at the hotel taking a nap. Taking a nap. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, you know, you talked about Stetson Bennett. Like, boys, we beat Bryce Young. Like, I, I rewatched that Bama game. And if we play like that again, I think we win by 10 or more. Georgia's defense is not near as good as it was last year. Oh, no, no, no. no, now, granted, no. Granted, their offense is probably a little bit better than it was last year, so it, it, it may be close to an even swap. But them boys ain't stopping us. I will keep yelling it until somebody actually does. They ain't stopping us. Good. No, we're going to score. It's just can they keep up – can they can they stop us enough and can they keep up with us? That's the question. Um I don't know. I nobody else has this year, and even in a game where we didn't score a lot, we still found a way to win, and that was the Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all can agree that game we did not play. No. We shot ourselves in the foot in the second half offensively. Tennessee, Tennessee's got still two possessions, whether it's a third down stop and forcing a punt, or a turnover that leads us to good field position. That happens. Tennessee wins. There's going to be a key Stetson Bennett turnover. Mm, love it. It's gonna happen. He's not. I mean, he's not the scrambler that Bryce is. Bryce was is. Um, Tell you though, he's he's got some sneaky speed he's on him. Sneaky, though. but he his is. thing is, I'm trying to find the stats from the SEC championship game. There we go. Um, because that's the game you want to emulate if you're Tennessee. You don't want to let them have the national championship game where they kind of controlled the flow of the game. Yep. They Let's see. They made him throw two interceptions. They made Stetson Bennett win the game, and he lost the game. That's what we have to do. We can't let him be comfortable. Can't let him sit back there. Yes, he can use his legs a little bit, but he doesn't keep his eyes upfield like Young. I've never seen anybody at this level do that. It's incredible. He's and he's throwing people open where Stetson Bennett is more of the I'm throwing it up and I know my guy's there, prayer type of guy. And he's got some tight ends that can make those plays, but can his wide receivers make those plays? That's where I don't know. The most important matchups are D-line versus our O-line. If we can get back there and get him dancing, he's going to screw up. Yep, he will. But also, however, if we don't, because their O-line is probably one of the best in the country. Like, I'll give them their flowers on that. 
I think but, they're missing their tackle this week. Are, are they? Uh, yeah, turf toe. Well, and then well, they lost the um, their edge rusher is out with yeah, a torn peg. Um, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Yeah, he's good though. Yeah, he's very yeah. good. So that's a big loss for them. But uh, of course, we we got to run the ball. If we yeah. can't run the ball, we're doing ourselves a disservice, and it's going to get ugly. So, so I I was rewatching that uh, Bama game, and I I missed this. Didn't think about it when we we're watching it live. And tell me the last time this has ever happened. But it was five minutes left. We were going. We were playing Bama in the fourth quarter. It was third and five, and we ran the ball for a first down. That's how confident they are with everything mm-hmm. going on right now. I'll do you one better. They're running the ball on second and long a lot, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I've heard Alex Golish talk about it, but if you watch the game, if they're, you know, first and ten and they don't get anything, throw an incomplete pass, they're running the ball on second down and getting two, three, four yards. I'm trying to find yeah. their yards per carry on the year. But, I mean, you're right. They're, they're running the ball really well, and Kirby Smart said that. They're – they're a good running football team. And Jalen Wright, if he runs like he did against Kentucky, oh, man, we're in for a good day. Really good day. We are rushing the ball, um, according to this, 4.6 yards per attempt. Um, yeah, it's opponent, not about total yards. It's about that number right there. Average yards per game is 199.6. We're allowing, which I think I think I sent this to you today, is eighth or ninth in the country, 92.9 yards per game, 2.9 yards per carry. So, yeah, it's our not defense – because we don't have a wide receiver to throw it to either. No. I mean, we're those guys are running hard between mm-hmm. the tackles. It's not like they're running jet sweeps well, all the it, time. Our, our running backs' flaws – are they're not going to break off a big run. That's just not how they are. They don't have that yeah. in their toolbox right now. Um, and when Small does, he always trips himself up, which is funny. Yeah. But <laughs> as long as they keep getting those eight-yard gains, ten occasional, we'll be fine. And that but, was a worry spot at the start of the year, I felt like. We're still very thin, so we've been fortunate that we've not had injuries, but – I mean, Jalen Wright's been awesome, except for fumbling here and there. Yeah, but I think so he's kind of shown promise there the past few. But few yeah, I, I think Tennessee running the football is going to be key this Saturday because that Georgia front seven still pretty good, not like last year's, but yeah, still going to be good. tough. And Tennessee's offensive line has been really good this year, so that's a matchup to watch this weekend. Watch the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. if you have time. Hooker's going to have to be yeah. able to be a little bit elusive this week too. He's going to have to take off on third and seven and pick up the first down every now and then. Like, yeah, he's going to have to do his Florida game do. stuff. What about his little spin move, uh, quarterback sneak touchdown on that was Saturday. that was filthy. That was filthy. Beautiful, Beautiful. loved it. Jalen Wright spin move. Oh my, rolled mm-hmm. off that guy. Goodness, it wasn't hardesty good, but goodness. Cedric Don't Tillman. Know. Cedric Tillman was back. He looked good Saturday. No, good. I'm glad he didn't have a big game. I know that sounds stupid, but he got his feet wet. He almost tasted the end zone, and that keeps him hungry. There you go. I think yeah. it's so on, um, what's most impressive in our 18, 19-month turnaround, whatever you want to call it, is how much bigger and stronger and faster these guys look than they have in the last year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Like our strength and conditioning program has been incredible because we're back to playing big boy football, where our D-line and O-line is just as good, if not better, than any team we play. And it's incredible to see. Well, that's what Kirby Smart said in one of his press conferences earlier this week is, we're going to find out if we're in shape or not. He said, you can't get in shape between our game last – between the Florida game and the game this weekend. He said, we've been working on this for two or three months now. So, he He also said he was worried about it. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. I mean, you don't yeah. know until you play against it. Tennessee, you know they're in shape because they do it every week and there's no <clears> effects <throat> from it. So, you know what you're getting from the Vols, but the opponents, I mean, they don't fa- – unless they practice against it a few days a week, but that's it. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Georgia, you know, Tennessee gets in a groove early on. 
moves up and down the field or breaks a big play? Like, how do they react? That's why it's so mm-hmm. important for us to have a big first quarter. If you can put up 14, 17 points in that first quarter, you're going to wear them down, man. They're going to start scoreboard watching. It almost happened to Alabama. I mean, mm-hmm. if they would have come out in the second half on that first drive and scored, mm. I think Bama or hit that Hail Mary. I think Bama lays down there. So, Day-Day's got to go here, so we're going to uh, get his prediction really quickly uh, before he has to head out. And then we'll we'll continue, uh, just the three of us, Big Montana and Hard. So, Day-Day, Tennessee, travels to Georgia this weekend. Who you got? Tell us what you're thinking. <sighs> I have this kid talk to me every day about it, and he's given me every scenario under the sun. I told him I, this morning I didn't have a winner picked because – I mean, I, they're both really good teams. It's hard to pick one. Um, so, on that front, I got to go with the Vols simply because they're my team. Um, I see a path for both teams to win. I mean, Tennessee scores a lot of points. They're going to win. If Georgia is able to slow down Tennessee somehow, they can win. But Tennessee's going to win. They're going to get 38 points. And I have no clue what Georgia's going to score, but it's going to be less than 38 points. We'll, we'll give them 32. I don't know. So 38 32. Just a weird number, just because I hate them. And I want them to turn <laughs> off the scoreboard because they're petty like that and not oh, they will. just play the score. Oh, I know they will. I know they will. Get your, but, if you're going down there, Harb, and we win, get your camera ready to take a picture it before it goes because it'll be gone in a hurry. They did oh, it last time in the Hail Mary game. Yep. I looked up. Of course, it wasn't right after, but I looked up. That thing was gone. It was <laughs> it was off. fast. It was off. But we, I can confidently say we can go in there and win. Which at the beginning of the year, doing the pod, it was a there's no chance. That's it's just wild, and it's not because we have such a great offense, which we do, but it's the defense coming along. It's you know the the guys believe in it. They're playing as a team. They're not. It's not a lot of me ball that we've seen in the past. So it's fun to fun to watch. And like Montana said, if for some reason we come back and we have one loss by our name, it's not the end of the world. It's not where we want to be, but they still can make the playoffs if things fall right. So yep. I I think they're in a win-win situation this weekend. I just want it to be a good game. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to win, don't get me wrong, but I don't want Tennessee to go down there and lay an egg, which I don't think they will, but um I'm just like, this is one of those games. Like, I was telling my dad the other night, like, this is like a huge game. Like, how many chances does a team get to play in a game like this? Like, remember Tennessee Memphis one versus two a few years ago, or longer than a few years ago, <laughs> um, decade plus ago? I mean, that was a huge game and it was like the center of attention nationally. And then here we are in football 14 years later, plus doing the same thing again so and i mean, mean it's we've had two this year yeah all right anything else before you gotta go day day i know you gotta get back to your show nothing else but a go vols that's it go vols. What, what's this soap opera you're watching with the watcher wife? the watcher, the watcher. It's no soap well, opera yeah i know you'll finish you'll you'll finish it this week and then you let us i'll know finish it tonight You'll finish it tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. just two episodes left. She's crazy. She watches everything in bulk. Jessica is crazy. She's wild. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, lady. She was All nuts right. in that Florida game. All right, boys. Have a good day. Day Vol coming to us live from Hamlin County. Appreciate you coming Ooh. on. We'll Five by eight, go Vols. We'll see you go next Vols. week. I'll get you a sticker. Yes. Go Vols. Day Day is out. He is now gone. So it says Harb and Big Montana. So hey, I, in in a future podcast, I would love to hear Harb saying "Long Black Train." You have a very deep voice, young man, for someone of your stature. Oh. Harb, you tell everybody who you said you should have went as how you're thinking about going for on Halloween this year. I think it was a young Hank Jr. Am I correct? Oh, oh young Bo Cephas. Absolutely, young Bo Cephas. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can see it. I can see it. Last year I did Ronnie Van Zandt. It turned out really good. I had the bell bottoms and everything. It was incredible. Harb, Harb had a great quote after the Kentucky win. 
He said Keith Willie Keith Whitley did not die for this. <laughs> yes. I, I, I sent I, I sent my mother a text. Uh, my mother said she was going to tune in this week, so we'll see if she actually listens or not. This will be the telltale sign. But I texted her and I said, "Mama, Keith Whitley didn't die for this," and she said, "I know. It's such a shame." <laughs> She's got a little fire under her ass too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I came back home. I got back home Saturday night and woke up Sunday morning and. Your truck was gone, so I half expected it to still be here, and we were going to have to go out and look for you, but uh, called it a night early. Yeah, my uh, my my buddies claimed they were downtown, but uh, I believe they was lost in the sauce. They had too many ice cream sandwiches, like Bowling yeah. said. So, have, have you all seen how much tick – we were talking about ticket prices earlier – have y'all seen how much tickets are going for uh, the current just get-in price? $626. This is on Wednesday night. That's just to get in the stadium. That's probably, I don't know, way up top or standing room. I don't know. But they said it's um, blown the next closest one out of the water this year, which is – oh, gosh. My series going off. Um, it's blown it out of the water. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, which is currently at $519 to get in. Just crazy what Tennessee tickets are going for. Not just because it's at Georgia, but this has been like this all year long. The Bama game was close to that, was it not? Somewhere it around, around that, yes. Four fifty five hundred, yeah. No, my cousins in Nashville are looking for tickets, but I think they've decided they're not going because – they were like everything they were looking at in that upper deck, which they've got the third deck there at Sanford Stadium, but it was going for like five, six hundred dollars up there. And this was a week or so ago. This was before the Kentucky game, and they're def they're definitely going for more than that now. But Kentucky tickets were going for four hundred plus. Yeah, That's which crazy. The, the Georgia tickets online, they will they will drop considerably. Friday night and the Saturday before the game because I saw Kentucky tickets about three or four hours before kickoff. They had went down to like a buck eighty or something. So if you play so, the waiting game, you can get in there, but it just depends on if you got the scary if you got the guts for it. Yeah. You got the guts. You got the guts. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Now the last time I was in uh, Athens for a game was the twenty sixteen, the Hail Mary game, the Dobnell boot, whatever they want to call it. And uh, we were with Mark Post. He's a Georgia fan. I'll be with him this weekend. And a good, good guy. Uh, but apparently me and my uncle got a little too rowdy. And uh, whoever we had borrowed a parking pass from uh, got their parking pass revoked by the University of Georgia. And we had to write a letter and all this other stuff because we felt bad for the guy. I don't think we really knew him. But I can't remember all the details about it. But they actually – the University of Georgia sent them a letter saying their parking pass was revoked because of things they were doing at the tailgate, and it came back around that it was because they let Tennessee fans park. And it was literally right next to the stadium. They let Tennessee fans park in there. It was crazy. Um, so I still think about that all the time. I'm going down there. I'll I'll do whatever it takes again to get somebody's – privileges revoked in athens this weekend just not mark post anybody else is fair game the last time i was in athens we got our ass kicked and we ran out of gas on the way home <laughs> yes we had to uh we had to get somebody to hook a chain to us to drag us to the pump that was the 2010 game i believe probably i think so um so before we make our picks I was looking at the conference schedule. I'd totally forgotten Alabama's at LSU this weekend. That's a huge game in the SEC West. Yep. I mean, whoever That's wins that game is going to be in the driver's seat for uh, Atlanta out of the West. Mm-hmm. I think Bama might be in trouble for that one, too. Um, LSU is a different team now. We'll see what happens. I think this website's got them ranked 10th. I didn't yep. realize they had jumped that high. Mm -hmm. I mean, they haven't lost since we de decimated them on the Bayou a few weeks ago. Um, but that's that's seven o'clock game um, after our game. So another two like mammoth games in the conference this weekend. Um, what about Tennessee here. being 
involved with game day three times in one year. That's got to kill ESPN. You know it's got to kill the the ESPN fake news people of the world. Dan Wolken, Pat Forties, they all hate us, and you know they're like it's killing them right now to see Tennessee be as good as we are. Especially after Shiano Sunday a few years ago, and how we shit all over their narrative and their their little plan to get Shiano in here, and we weren't standing for it, and they've. I mean, even David Ubbin, uh, who's been who, – he's a Tennessee guy, but he crapped on us. But, yeah, it's you know it's killing those guys right now to see us having the success we're having. Um, Rick Flair made a little comment about the national media. He, he once said, you can learn to like it or you can learn to not like it, but you better learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Yes. I love it. Um, let's see. Who else is playing in the SEC this weekend? Florida at Texas A&M, 12 o'clock. Uh, our uh, little brother or cousins, whatever you want to call them, to the north. Kentucky at Missouri, 12 o'clock. Um, Liberty at Arkansas. Hugh Freeze is going to Fayetteville this weekend. Interesting matchup. Um, South Carolina at Vanderbilt. And then Auburn who they're fired their coach on Monday, and their interim coach is Cadillac Williams, um, who was a great running back there at Auburn in 2003 and four. Uh, they travel to Mississippi State, who's reeling right now. So uh, that'll be an interesting game to see how – usually teams don't play very well after their coach has been fired, so we'll see how Auburn reacts. But some uh, yawn, yawner games here. South Carolina at Vandy, nobody cares. Uh, Kentucky at Missouri, nobody cares. Florida at Texas A&M, boring, nobody cares. All eyes are on Athens. And then people will turn their attention to Baton Rouge Saturday night. So that Liberty-Arkansas game might be interesting. What's the line on that? You looking at it right now? I am not. I'll see if I can find it. Kind of interested to see what the spread will be on that. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't even know they were playing until I just pulled the schedule up. Let's see what. See. What time? What time is the game? Four o'clock on the SEC Network. Uh, it's Arkansas minus thirteen and a half. Yeah, I mean, I like and Liberty. Liberty, Liberty just um, just gave Hugh Freeze an extension. So I mean, he's. I think he's going to be making around five million a year to coach at Liberty. So you know his name came up earlier this week as a potential uh, candidate at Auburn. Of course, Lane Kiffin's coming up, and uh, what's his name at Kentucky? Stoops is coming up, um, especially after some of the comments that were made earlier in the year by Calipari about the football I could, I program. Could, I, so I could see Stoops making that transition. I wouldn't blame him. He's done about all – I think he's got Kentucky. I just don't see how they can – I mean, they could slip up and win 10, 11 games, which they've been doing, but I don't know that they're ever going to compete for the SEC East on a consistent basis or compete to yeah. go to a New Year's Six Bowl. I think they've kind of reached their cap. Yeah. All right. Think, oh, go ahead. I think Stoops is probably their safest pick, too. I, mean, I think he's the most proven – um, he's not involved in anything dirty behind closed doors. Um, I think it would be a very stable move for the Auburn Tigers. I think a name that's not getting tossed around a whole lot that they're going to call is Chip Kelly. Yeah. That'd be a good one, too. Now, I heard Jamie Chadwell as well, that name come up. I just don't see Breeze or Kiffin after their little uh, – their extracurricular activities in the offseason, I think they're going to kind of try to save face and repair that uh, tarnish on their names. I don't see either one of those guys. Of course, you know, it's football. It just depends uh, on how bad they get. Yeah. How bad they, how I, bad they I can win. care less. Hell, they'll probably call Dion too. Yeah. Yeah, Dion. that's another name I saw. That would be a – that would be a – Something for 
an athlete commercial, Dion and Saban. I mean, is, is Dion Sanders a good coach or is he a good recruiter? I know you have to be – I mean, you can surround himself with good coordinators, but I, I just don't know enough about him as a coach. His, isn't his son also the quarterback at Jackson State right now? Yeah. I just I don't, I have no idea. He can transfer, so, I mean, it don't matter. Fired up, J-State, fired up. All right. You, let, oh, go ahead, Harb. Sorry, just one last thing. Are if you're going to say anybody like geographically directly between Nick Saban and Kirby Smart recruiting wise, it'd probably be Deion Sanders. Yeah, just because because of, of Atlanta and whatnot. I mean, the guy can recruit. Now, I don't know if he can actually coach in meaningful games because we haven't really seen that. But no doubt about it, he can recruit. He's a, he's also a really good guy. I don't know if you saw his little message this week. Um, to his players, talking about uh, the uh, rap guy who was shot and killed, he basically just told them, "R.I.P." Uh, he basically just told them, "Hey, you know, you guys are in a better situation than what you were before you got here. Y'all act like it. You know, if you guys separate yourself from your old friends and stuff like that, that's what's going to take for you to be a success in this world and for them to do it." Then he said, "That's all we're going to talk about." He says, "Grow up." So, I mean, pretty good advice to uh, 18 to 22-year-old guys. So. so, it's time to get down to it. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. It's time to pick Tennessee, Georgia. Tennessee is, as of right now, on Wednesday night, an eight-point underdog. Started, you know, a few weeks ago, it's been at, 12, 13 points. So it's worked its way down to eight. So tennis people are putting money on the Vols. Um, ESPN's FPI gives Georgia a 74.5% chance of winning. Um, it's been since 2016, since Tennessee's won in Athens. It's been since 2016, since we beat Georgia. Um, one versus three, Tennessee's one, Georgia's three, all eyes are on Athens this weekend. I'm going to start with Harb. I think you said Tennessee's going to win, but let's make it official. Give me give me your prediction. Listen, man. Hendon Hooker's already proven that he is the pouncer of Panthers. The attack – or hell, I can't think of where it starts with G, but we whooped Florida's ass. <laughs> uh, the tamer of Tigers. The turner of the Tide. And he's about to be the downer of the dogs. Love it. Like I said, like very seriously though, like it's going to come down to the line of scrimmage. And I think our O-line is severely underrated and everybody knows our D-line's real good. So penetration each way makes it. What she said. Hey, oh. Makes Stetson Bennett turn it over. Um, we have more than, we have more than enough of a good shot. Final score prediction, I'm going 45-38, lock it in, Vols. 45-38, Vols for Harbin. Big Montana, what do, you, what do you got? Georgia has not been in an environment like this yet this year. They haven't played a big game yet this year. I don't count the Oregon game. It's Oregon. Um, Missouri gave them fits. They have not been in a dogfight, no pun intended yet. Um, they're in for one Saturday. Tennessee's rolling to town with more than a puncher's chance. Um, I think the Vols win 45-28. I think we're going to jump on them right out of the gate. They're not going to see it coming. They're not going to be able to hang. Ooh. Kirby's going to get pissed. The visor's going to get thrown. Ooh. It's going to be a good day to be in Big Orange. Talk to I like them. it. I like it. All they right. Have not, they have not played a game yet this year. They don't know what it's like. Tennessee has fought to beat Pitt, fought to beat Florida, fought to beat Alabama. They blew out LSU. They blew out Kentucky. Kentucky is a top 25 team. They're not a top 10 team, but they're a top 15, 25 team. We made them look like a JV squad. Balls win. By God. 
All right. I've said this. I'm going down to Athens. First time there since 2016. I can't stop thinking about this game. A lot of nervous energy building up as we get toward the end of the week. I'm going down Friday, staying in East Atlanta. Um, not on the south side, thankfully, but I don't know what the east side's like. But, <clears throat> excuse me, staying in East Atlanta. I'm going down there to win this game, and by God, that's what the Vols are going to do this weekend. I'm calling a Tennessee win in a tight one. Uh, might come down to a, uh, a field goal. I know uh, McGrath has been a little iffy here or there recently, even on extra points, but it's going to come down to the wires. It's going to be a tight game, back and forth affair, I believe. I just think everything's rolling toward Tennessee. No disrespect to Georgia, but I just think it's – it's it's just things are rolling Tennessee's way right now, and I just think it's Tennessee's time. Tennessee wins this game 41-37 between the hedges, and I will jump into the hedges after the game and take a dump on the hedges in Athens, and Melody will be right there with me taking a dump on the hedges. I'm just kidding. I won't dump on the hedges, but – uh, that probably jumping in the hedges isn't a good idea. That sounds like it's painful to be honest, but uh, it hurts. I will try to take you know, <laughs> you know, hey, not in Athens, but here while, but. while you're dumping in the hedges, I'm gonna piss in Ugga's water bowl. Yes, yeah. there we go. Ugga may die of a heart attack. <laughs> I hope he does. I mean, those dogs not only are they ugly, but uh, they I have very short lifespans. Not only do I hope the balls win, I hope their mascot dies. I said it. Too bad. I said it. That's about like, I mean, going back, Tennessee wins, by the way. Going back, can you imagine being from Kentucky? Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, dude. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that Sunday afternoon. I was like, did that guy really? He was like legitimately upset about it. (laughs) Soft. It's because he's there and getting pissed off. It was probably one of the better decisions I've ever made to get up and walk away, to walk out. <laughs> Can't handle the heat. I, I remember turning around and, and laughing, looking at bowling and melody and laughing. And then I got up and left and never came back. <laughs> that's when I that's when we ran into Fulmer. Yeah, it was. All uh, right. Well, hate Gavin wasn't here this week. Uh uh, I, back to the minds part three i looked it up we've done two other back to the minds episodes one after we beat kentucky last year and then one when we beat them in the uh, sec tournament last year or act no during the regular season last year in basketball uh so this is part three episode three of back to the minds i'm sure there'll be plenty more they give us all kinds of opportunities to make these episodes because they're so lame and so pathetic but um Episode three of Back to the Minds been a good one. I hate Gavin wasn't here. Uh, obviously, he had something way more important to do uh, than be with us. But uh, let's do closing thoughts, and we'll wrap this show up as we get ready to head to Athens. Harbin, what do you got as we close this week out? Uh, real quick before we go, I got to give, give a special shout-out to uh, Antonio Farinella and his family. Uh, him and I are going down to the uh, – to the Georgia game this weekend, got an incredible hookup. So thank you to the Farinell family. One of us may get arrested, but it is what it is, especially if we win. Oh, well. Uh, it's going to happen, boys. It's going to happen. It's our year. We need to start treating ourselves like we're an elite football team because we are. I understand we've been scarred a lot in the past, but past don't matter no more, baby. We're here and we're ready. Go balls. What do you think, Montana? Is it weird that I'm not nervous? No. Um, I was not nervous before the Alabama game. I'm I'm just nervous about this one just because, like, this is a huge game, like a big atmosphere. I'm not nervous about, like, Tennessee winning and losing. It's just like, I don't know, sporting events, like, just get me fired up like this. And this is like, man, this is like – when the Cubs were in the World Series in game seven in 2016, like, I wasn't – I thought that Chicago would win, but it was like this, like, nervous buildup going into that day. Love it. 
I'm just going to quote some scripture. I think we all need it. Amen. Uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 20, verse 4. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. That's all I need to say, boys. Amen. 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 And amen. All right. So uh, Harb's going to be down there in Athens. Bowling's going to be – Big Montana's going to be holding down the Ford and mascot this weekend. Um, he'll be sending prayers and good vibes our way as we travel to the uh, heathen state of, of Athens or Georgia, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of people came by the tailgate this past weekend, so I want to give some – some of those folks, a shout out. Will Faust says he likes the YouTube. I'm getting a lot of that. Everybody likes the YouTube portion of the show better than the audio, which is we're good I looking like guys. Yeah, they just Will said, "quote I like seeing your all's faces." So <laughs> that's what he it's said. What it is. His words, not mine. Uh, yeah, Logan Cook I saw him Sunday night. Uh, he has been watching the show. He did say the show was a little too long, though. I disagree, but to each his own. Uh, let's see who else was there Saturday. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of people there, but, uh, if you want a sticker, remember, <laughs> remember oh, Mr. Yeah. Football, Chandler Wilson. That's going to say yeah. the whole high school football. Yeah, they, <laughs> <order for it. laughs> yeah, they stopped by, they stopped by, uh, Carter Hornets. They're in the playoffs. Hey, who uh, they play Friday night? They're at Elizabethan. Oh, good. good so people. I don't know anything up, about boys. I don't know anything about Elizabethan, but uh, we'll see how many, see how much the Hornets can score. They scored 72 last Friday night. Piss on Fulton. Poor old Burkhart couldn't keep up, keep up with the score. The scoreboard was, was sizzling over there. Oh. It was wild, though. It was, uh, I've never seen that many points scored uh, by the Hornets in a game. I've seen them have that many put on them, 77 at Greenville one time. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, Ran into um, another listener of the show, Aaron Vineyard, at Buddy's Barbecue on Tuesday. He said he's been listening to the show. Um, hey, ran into some others. Man, I mean, just everywhere. There's Watch people everywhere are listening to the podcast, but appreciate everybody listening. If you want a sticker, hit us up. We're on the Instagram. We're on the Facebook. We're on the Twitter. We're on uh, MySpace. MySpace. I don't know. What would our top 10 songs be on? How many was it? Top three songs or whatever on MySpace? Uh, I can't remember. George on my mind. I actually, yeah. I actually tried to log into my MySpace page a while back, and apparently I don't know my password, and I don't know if they just deleted it. I didn't really try to look my page up, but, um, yeah, I tried to try to do that a while back just to see what it looked like, but. I don't remember the last time I was on MySpace, probably 12, 13 years ago. Crazy. Um, but, yeah, hit us up if you want a sticker. We got plenty of them. And I, like I said, I got some on the way to some some people already. But when you get them, wherever you put it, on your car, your truck, your Yeti, uh, cooler, whatever, take a picture of it and post it. Um, also, shout out, Eric Neese handed out some more of these. JWTDG, just win the damn game. That's the attitude we got to have going in to Athens this weekend. Just win the damn game. Um, remember, you can find us on any podcast platform, Spotify, Google, Apple, Listen Notes, wherever. And like like we said earlier, a lot of people have been watching the YouTube channel. Um, we're averaging about 100 downloads a week, way up from what we normally are, so... It's it's a good time to be alive. We're like Fox News. We're dominating in the ratings. <laughs> Not really. That's pretty pathetic ratings. But no, everybody. I've talked to several people. They they lo- love the show. So appreciate everybody listening. Harb, I'll see you in Athens this weekend. I will see holler, you there. Uh, holler at me Friday night, Saturday morning when I figure out where we're going. I have no idea where we'll be at. Somewhere around the stadium. So, um, but we'll we'll run into each other. Big Montana is going to hold down mascot. You planning a big watch party this weekend? Uh, I'm going to Griff's, I think. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Kevin Griff yeah. and Chassie going are having a big party. Uh, going to watch it there, I think. Um, so I'm excited, fired up. Uh, 
going to a wedding on Friday night for a pre-wedding festivity in uh, North Carolina. So I'm going to make the trip back Saturday morning. Shout out to Amy Rose. Um, congratulations. Yep. Congrats to them. Go uh, her, her new man's a big uh, supporter of the University of Tennessee. Um, good man. He's a good man. Shout that's all you to need to know. If somebody likes the Vols, that's all you need to know about him in some in some yeah. cases. He is a godly man. Uh, he's a doctor. Um, he's a Vol fan. Can't go wrong. You know, I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I told some girls one time I was an orthodontist, and I showed them my website, drneese.com, hmm. which is no longer active, by the way. But uh, it was my uncle's website, and they saw it and said, he is a doctor. He is an orthodontist. He is a doctor. It wasn't me. It was my uncle. Anyways. All right. Well, that's this week's show. Again, appreciate everybody listening. Huge game for the Vols this weekend. Tennessee versus Georgia between the hedges. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, Gavin will be here. Day-Day Vol will be back. He'll tell us about his show, his soap opera he's been watching. Appreciate it, Harb. Appreciate it, Big Montana. This has been the Section YY8 Podcast. We'll see you all next week. (laughs) 